Mark's illness and and uh, thinking about how the whole world has been uh, changed and upset and God brought those verses to remind me that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There might be a lot of things that change, but Jesus doesn't change, and I thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord that he uh, has all of this under control, and I thank the Lord that, that he is here, and he's always been here. He'll always be with us. He'll always guide us. He'll always protect us. He'll always provide for us. He will put a shield and a hedge around us, and and give us the safety that we need, and we need to look to Him, and we need to trust Him, and we need to obey Him. And, and so as we get back into Psalm 37, and uh, for those of you who this may be your first time on here, we've been doing a study through this psalm, and actually we haven't gotten very far, so you're not going to miss too much, but here we are uh, seeing in Psalm 37, or part of it anyway, uh, what I've titled True Peace, and in this true peace, God has shown us some things that commands of things that we ought to stop doing and commands of that which we ought to be doing. And, and so that's what we're looking at. And he started this off and, and definitely is, has been a rebuke to me and, and I pray that it can be a help to you. He starts this off in verse 1 and he says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. And and here as we think about all of the evil in the world and we think about all of the, the circumstances that have uh, come and, and gone and, and we think about all of the evil that is taking a place around us today and, and here he gives us a command and this is a command of prohibition and he's telling us that we need to stop fretting. We need to stop burning with anger. We need to stop being hotly contentious and, and looking for a fight at the every whim of, uh, and every drop of the hat. And, and here, stop letting the evil overwhelm us. Stop letting the, the evil of this world and, and, and all the things that we see. You know, I, I find it amazing in, in the, the evildoers of today that, you know, we, we might think of Hitler and we might think of, of uh, uh, Stalin and some of those characters that have killed so many people through the world. But, but I can't but help think about the evil today that, here we have a country, a, a, a free country that tells us that we as a church body can't come together and, and worship to our God and, and pray to God and, and come together, uh, uh, assemble ourselves together and, and worship together as we should, but we can march ourselves right down to the, to the abortion clinic today and, and we can continue to murder the babies, the, the innocent babies that have absolutely nothing to do with this. And, and we can continue to do that. And, and God is commanding us that we need to fret not thyself because of evildoers. I have to continue to tell myself not to burn with anger and, and not to be so upset when, when we have those that say that, that uh, uh, it's going to be illegal for us to come and, and sit in our cars and, and worship God in our parking lot together as we sit in our cars. But bless God, we can take our daughter down and have our baby murdered. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. The reaper is 
sharpening his scythe. And it tells us, For they shall soon be cut down like the grass. And whither is the green herb? Those in our country and those in our world that are shedding innocent blood. Those in our country and those in our world who are arrogant and believe that they're the ones that are going to find the cure to this plague. That they're the ones that are the answer to all all of our issues in life and that they're the ones that we ought to look to and they're the ones that are saying that that they are God and we need to look to them for our provision and and we need to obey them to the point of, of going against the very convictions that God gives us in our hearts and in our lives based upon the dictates that He gives us in the Scripture and says that we need to trust them. And He tells us that we shouldn't be envious of them and their riches and their wealth and and the, the, the senators that, that just sold off all of their stock because they had noticed that this pandemic was getting ready to hit our country. And I think of the hypocrisy. And he tells us not to be envious because the reaper sharpens the scythe and their destruction will be quick. And let us not be envious of mere flesh which is but as grass and shall be turned to naught. But let us rather be a peaceful believer. As you watch this, you can tell that I struggle with this. I don't want it to be out of pride. I don't uh, want it to be because of who I am, and it has absolutely nothing to do with who I am has nothing to do with having a big crowd and being popular with a crowd of people. It has everything to do with God's glory and God's honor and God's wanting us as believers today to be obedient to Him. Our obedience does not lie with a godless government. Our obedience lies in our trust of our Lord. Our obedience lies with us defending our rights to be a believer and be open about our faith and protect that one that one article that that one paper that gives us the right in this country to worship freely and so i trust god you need to trust in the lord that's the command that he gives us We have no trust in this government. We have no trust in our abilities. We have no trust in our personality or the power that society may give to us. We trust only in God. But then it tells us that, says trust in the Lord, but then he goes further, and and we've already looked at this. I'm just giving you a brief overview, but he tells us to do good. I find that there are so many that are disappointing during this time. I find it sad that the shelves at Walmart are completely empty in many places. And I find it interesting that this virus has started off in China and pretty much everything Walmart sells is from China. So go to Walmart and support China. 
You know, we have enough stuff probably in our homes today to help take care of each other. We can go to our neighbors. We can go to our family. We can go to that elderly person that lives on our block and check on them and make sure that they're okay. We can love one another as we ought to love one another. We can pray for one another knowing that there are some that are dealing with some terrible anxiety in their lives right now and, and severe depression. And, and we know that there are some children that are probably, uh, uh, and, and some ladies that are probably in all kinds of jeopardy right now with some domestic abuse, uh, uh, abuse because of all the issues going on and lack of jobs and stress of all of that and just not doing what God tells us to do. But here he tells us that we need to do good. That's a command. Do good. Live in a way that is honoring to God. Live in a way that shows everyone that we are a believer in walking with God. He has showed thee, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of thee but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. And so we should. We should do good. So shall thou dwell in the land. That beautiful picture that we have that our psalmist, that David, King David, wrote to us and who was a shepherd and, and he wrote, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Can, can you not see the, the, the peace that, that he is wanting you to have in your life right now? It, it's this peace that, that he's showing us. He's saying, hey, you guys need to, there is no reason to fear and, and, and cast that away and, and don't believe in, in all of the, 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 the traffic that's going through your mind right now and telling you to be afraid and fearful for all of these things. And, and rather, we need to picture the press as the, as the ravenous wolves that they are and, and the more fear that you have, the more you're watching them and, and the more you're, you're looking to them for the answers and and then you're looking to our president for the answers. And, and you're looking for the bureaucrats that are trying to give us the answers that will give us the peace that, that we need to have. And, and you are not going to have that peace given to you by them. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So as we read Psalm 37 and David, I can only, I, I truly can only imagine when David wrote this. I, I, I just, I, I can't but help think that here, here is David who was a man of war, here was a man that loved his, his nation passionately. He, he had a fierce love for his God that, that he was willing to step up and, and do whatever it was. And, and here we know that, that through the years that as he 
fled from Saul and, and God used that to develop his character and, and became the greatest king that Israel has ever had. And, and here we have one that, that in all of his sin and, and all of the bad decisions that he made and, and all of these issues that he had in his life, he still loved God passionately and, and God restored his soul. And over and over we see that God forgave him as he came back to him humbly and looking to him. And, and now he writes this and he says, oh, how we need to trust in the Lord and, and how we need to do good and, and, and dwell in the land and, and realize that he is our Savior. He's the one that, that, that dwells with us and, and helps us and, and he's our shepherd and, and he guides us and directs us. And, and then he says, and verily thou shalt be fed. Another command that he gives to us and has the idea of be shepherded by our Lord and Savior. Let Him lead us. Let Him give us the answers. I know, I, I, hear, I hear preachers all the time, you know, and they're telling us that, you know, we can get through this and, and, and it's just for a short time. How do we know that? I, I'm not here to be a fear monger. I don't want that at all. God has no guarantee that this is over in 30 days. He may let it go and extend it out longer than that just to show us that our trust needs to be in our God. And when we realize that and we dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed, it's then that we understand and truly understand that the Lord is my shepherd. I love what John chapter 10, Jesus talking to those around him and Many of them understood the life of a shepherd. There were probably some that were standing there when he was telling them this. He said in John 10 and verse 14, I am the good shepherd. You know, I think of my life and my calling as a pastor and calling me to be a shepherd of this flock. And, and uh, I do love, I do love our flock. And I love our church family, but I'm pretty pathetic as a shepherd compared to our Savior. He's the only one that can say, I am the good shepherd. And know my sheep, and am known of mine. I thank God that so many years ago, when I was just a young boy in Spicker, Missouri at First Baptist Church, I heard Norris Ramsey preach a message about salvation. And I came and I told Brother Ramsey, Pastor Ramsey, I said, I don't know Christ as my Savior, but I want to trust Him today. And that morning, I humbled my heart. And as a young boy, I called upon Jesus Christ to save me, forgive me of my sins, and to be my Savior. And Jesus Christ saved me that day. And I thank God that he's the good shepherd. I thank God at that very moment, my name was written down and never to be blotted out. I thank God for a shepherd that knows everything about me. He knows everything about you. And if you don't know him as your Savior, I pray that today you bow your heart to him 
and you pray with your mouth the confession that's coming out of your heart that you are truly sorry for your sins that, that, that's reeking and wrecking your life and that, and that you understand that Jesus Christ died on that cross for your sins and that you are calling on Him and trusting in Him to come and forgive you of your sins and come in your heart and be your Savior. You pray and ask Him to save you with a humble heart and today, March 22nd, 2020, you trust Christ as your Savior, and you're bound for heaven. Thank God for that. And he knows your name, and I am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Another sheep I have, which are not of this fold, and talking about Gentiles now, not only Jews, but Gentiles are saved, and them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father." And here we see that he tells us that, that whenever we trust Christ as our Savior, that, that he gives us the Holy Spirit of God to live in us. And do you understand this? He says, no man taketh it from me. My life he lays down for each one of us. And do you understand that when we trust Christ as our Savior, that death has no victory over us any longer? And here we need to understand that just as Jesus said that he being God, that Death only comes when he says it's so. Well, it's the same way in the life of every believer. And every believer today needs to understand that we do not need to fear what man can do unto us, but let us be afraid of that one that can destroy the soul. And we need to understand that as a believer today, that we can walk through the very fires of Hades and that, and that we can do whatever it is that God has called us to do and, and that we can stand between the dead and the living and we can be as the Old Testament priest that walked in the homes of the lepers and scraped the walls of the, of the leper and, and scraped the sores off of the leper and, and anointed them and, and wiped them down with oil and, and watched them and, and guarded against others. And, and he was able to do all of this and he did so in the very power and presence of God and his provision. We're here until God says we're not here. And believers today, stop fearing and trust Him and be fed. Be fed. Be shepherded. Live, live in a way that, that understands that God is faithful and He's steadfast and He feeds those who will follow Him. Those of you who are in the ministry that may be watching today, I, I know it's Old Testament, and so some of you would probably like to throw it out, but they still had spiritual leaders in the Old Testament, might not have had the church, but they still had spiritual leaders. And he tells us in Jeremiah 2 and verse 8, the priest said not, where is the Lord? And they that handled the law knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me. And the prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after things that do not profit. He goes on over in chapter 3 and verse 15. And, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall 
feed you with knowledge and understanding. Chapter 10 and verse 21, he tells us, For the pastors are become brutish. So those who pasture and tend and, and help graze, and I love it, I had a, had a little boy come to me one time and, and, and he, he called me pasture. He couldn't call me pastor, but he'd call me pastor. It was convicting. Because we need to be feeding our sheep. We're not here to be a rock show. We're not here to entertain. We're not here to be impressive by putting on makeup and making sure that our colors contrast behind us and making sure that we look like Bill O'Reilly or... Mel Gibson or whoever else on TV. We need to be pastors that feed our flock. But these have become brutish and have not sought the Lord. Therefore they shall not prosper and all their flocks shall be scattered. Maybe. Maybe God is allowing some of this in our lives today. To wake up the church. And bring us back together and be serious about our worship of God. Oh, how careful we need to be in making certain that we feed our flock. In chapter 12 there in Jeremiah, in verse 9, Mine heritage is unto me as a speckled bird. The birds around about are against her. Come ye, assemble all the beasts of the field, come to devour. Many pastors have destroyed my vineyard. They have trodden my portion underfoot. They have made my pleasant portion a desolate wilderness. They have made it desolate, and being desolate, it mourneth unto me. The whole land is made desolate, because no man layeth it to heart. The spoilers are come upon all high places through the wilderness. For the sword of the Lord shall devour from the one end of the land even to the other end of the land. No flesh shall have peace. They have sown wheat, but shall reap thorns. They have but put themselves to pain, but shall not profit. And they shall be ashamed of your revenues because of the fierce anger of the Lord. He goes on further. and well, I mean, we can go through the scriptures here and and he gives us warnings all over about how we need to be sharing the word of God and let's not scatter the sheep of God's pasture and, and, and we need to be pastors that feed the people and, and visit them. And behold, he, he says, and they have not visited them in 23 in verse 2. And, and he says, I'll visit upon you the evil of your doings. And, and then he says, and I will set up shepherds over them which shall feed them and they shall fear no more nor be dismayed. Neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. And, and I say all of these things to, to those that are in the ministry today that, that today is not the day to give them some false hope that President Trump is going to find the cure and not give them some false hope that, that some scientist may come out with that cure. But it's time that we as believers today and as pastors and preachers and proclaimers that have been called by God to stand up and say, we as Americans need to repent and we need to get on our knees and we need to humbly call upon Jesus and, and we need to humbly call upon God to, to come into our lives in a special way and, and empower us with the Holy Spirit of God to proclaim His Word and not be fearful of those around us and to truly stand according to His Word and preach the Word and say, Thus saith the Lord. Let us be men that are fearless. Fearless in our passion and feed the people.
But then we go back and we see that it tells us that, and I don't know if I represented it very well, and I apologize for that to God. He says, to delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. I want only what God wants, or I try. I fail at times just like everybody else does. But God wants us to live in enjoyment of him. Not enjoyment of all this junk that we have. And we drive around in $50,000 vehicles and live in $300,000, $400,000 homes and some maybe half a million dollar homes and we make all kinds of money. We have all kinds of plush accessories. And we actually want to say that all of that is of God. We preach today in multi-million dollar buildings. Some have suits that cost thousands of dollars. We wear watches that cost more than some people in some countries make in a month or a year. You know what God has shown us? None of that matters. He can take it away today. But he tells us that even in all of these things, delight thyself also in the Lord. He says that we can have enjoyment, that we can have great delight, that he's the one that gives us a peace that passeth all understanding. He's the one that promises and says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That's our Savior. That's our God. I love what he says in Jeremiah again and Jeremiah chapter 9, and help me again this morning. I read this and read this and read this. Thus saith the Lord, verse 23 of Jeremiah 9, Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the, let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. We need to understand him. We need to know him that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness. Thank you, Lord. Reach down and save me. Some lowly little country boy that lives seven miles east of town in the little area of Spicker, Missouri. And save my soul. And then even in the dirt that I am, he called me to serve in his ministry. And believe me, I don't deserve any of that. But he showed me his loving kindness. 
and he shows it to us every day, even in the midst of the heaviest trials, even what we're dealing with today. He shows us his loving kindness. But he also says that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness. I, I, don't, I don't know what this virus is. I, I, I'm not going to say that it's a judgment of God, but I can tell you that God has allowed it to happen. And so we need to take what is going on and we need to learn what it is that God is wanting us to learn. And, and as we learn this and as we understand who God is and, and as we understand that and, and as we have this understanding and, and this wisdom and, and we know Him as He is, that He is one that exercises loving kindness, that He's the one that exercises judgment, that He's the one that exercises righteousness. That, and he says that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. He's the one that will exercise those things. What he wants us to give glory to is knowing him, understanding him. Paul even said the same thing in Philippians. So I want to know him. I, I, I want to know all about him. And, and, I, and I want to know who he is. And, and I want to live in a way that, that is totally unhindered from my, my fear and totally unhindered by, by my desires. And, and he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. When we totally abandon everything around us, say, God, I want to serve you. I want to trust you. And so help me to do good. Help me to dwell in the land and help me to learn to be shepherded and trust you in all areas. And Father, I want to delight in you so that everything I do is your desire for me. Let my desires of my heart be what you want for me. And let me delight in you. Let me forget about those things that are being thrown around here and the fear of losing all of these things around and all the material uh, 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 goods that we have and let me forget about the crashing of the stock market and let me forget about how I'm going to pay for my mortgage and how I'm going to take care of, of the, the family and my job and, and all of these things and quit worrying about them and quit fearing what could happen and, and start trusting in Him and looking to Him and you'll see He can relieve you of the burdens that are around you and truly delight today in Him. The song says, the world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. 
Oh, Lord, you know, I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. We'll live eternally with our Savior. What's taking place here? I'm not sure what it might be, but I can tell you that God wants you to understand as a believer today, fear not, I'm with thee. As he told the ways of the sea, peace, be still. As he wrote to the psalmist, when all the war is going on around you, be still and know that I am God. Look to him. Trust him. Do you know him as your Savior? You will never listen to me. You will never, ever in this world find the peace that you are looking for until you surrender to Christ. Humbly bow your heart to him and understand the, the, the wreck that sin has caused of your life and turn to the only one that gives you salvation. Pray and ask him to be your savior today. And ask him to give you the peace that he tells us about. Go to John 14 and see what Jesus tells you about peace. And read that and Ask him whenever you surrender and trust Christ as your Savior to give you that peace. And if you know him as your Savior, stop. Stop the fear. Stop the anxiety. Stop thinking that this, this thing is, is going to come into your home and kill your entire family. And if you do get infected by it, then we pray for you. And God gives you the strength. And if you're a believer, absent from the body, present with the Lord. He saves you from it. Our faith is stronger. And we look to him. We praise him. We trust him. We do good. We dwell in the land. We're fed. We're shepherded by him. We delight in him. And we don't have to worry about the evildoers. Stop worrying about them. Stop worrying about their inabilities to do these things and stop putting your confidence in men and put your confidence in God and live your life. Live your life with no fear but in the honor and glory and presence of our God. Let's pray. Father, I do ask that you search the hearts of each one who watched this today. I pray that you will be honored and glorified. I pray that you save those that need to trust you as their Savior. Wherever they're sitting right now, whether it be at a dining room table, on the a sofa, on the, in their recliner, wherever they may be. Someone may be locked up in a bed somewhere and can't get out and they watch this and listen to this and Lord, wherever it is, I pray that you stir in their hearts and that, Lord, today, if they don't know you, that today they're honest with you. Today they are humble with you. 
And today they call and trust you as their Savior. And Father, I pray that you be with those that are believers today. Lord, this world is fearful. This world seems to be in such panic. And Father, with all of those things going around us, it's easy to get caught up. But you tell us, be still and know that I am God. I thank you for that verse, Lord. You wrote that so many years ago, inspired the psalmist to write that. Just for this very time and very moment today. And I thank you. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for our Savior. I thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for our church family. I thank you for our community. And I pray that you use us to be a lighthouse to this community and love people as we should and stand upon your word so that we're always a lighthouse for you. I pray you help other churches to do the very same thing and the pastors to preach passionately your word. That, Father, we see a revival break out that even the lost will look and see that it's your power that's being displayed. And I pray you guide us. I do pray you give leaders wisdom. And I pray that you will be honored and glorified through all of this. And that even our leaders will bow humbly and give you the honor and the glory that you deserve. Guide us, Father. Direct in the hearts of each one. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We're going to end with a song. But during that song, you're brave enough to, and you have asked and trusted Christ as your Savior. I would ask that you interact with our one that's communicating with you on Facebook, and you'd probably have to go to Facebook to do this. But if not, you can send me a private message on Facebook, or you can send me a text, and, or you can call the church. And actually, the church has a cell phone. You can text that phone number and let me know that you trusted Christ as your Savior. I have some information I'd like to get to you. I'd like to give you a little book that can help you and answer some questions you may have. I want to be a help to you. And church family, keep striving forward. Keep looking to God. Keep trusting Him. Keep doing those things that are good. and Let Him lead you and delight in His ways. Page 546, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. We'll sing the first and the last. Oh, soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look at the Savior. Life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his shall not fail you, he promised.
to a world that is dying. Perfect salvation to tell. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace. Let's dismiss in a word of prayer. Father, again, we thank you for this day. I pray your hand be upon us. I pray that you strengthen the believer. I pray that you save the, the uh, lost. I pray that you help us to stand strongly in your word and to proclaim it and give us those opportunities to be a witness and a testimony to you. Guide and bless us throughout this day. In Jesus' name, amen. see these guys. doors so I won't get locked out. Wayne, love you. I mean that. I'm glad you're here. Yep. Yep. Anytime. Anytime. There you go. Yeah. No, sh no shave. No shave till normal. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Huh? So there were people not able to get on the website. Said they were it was overloaded. Too many on there.
would let everybody on it. So we're going to have to push to go to Roku and YouTube, and we're just going to spread them out over everything. Probably Sunday night will be that way, just because most churches won't be doing that. 